Welcome back to the Onside Podcast. My name is John, aka Chris. Alright, campers, I finally took my schizophrenia medicate. Wait, where did everyone go? Chef? Not cool, dudes. My computer says that like, it's supposed to rain soon, but I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure you can't hear it, but it's absolutely pouring outside. So I don't know what it means it's supposed to rain soon. It is currently raining. <laughs> it's a pretty terrible update. Like, I mean, I guess at that point, I mean, you should probably know it's raining. Shouldn't be relying on the computer to tell you that. But I don't know. It's just like <laughs> it's a, little, a little behind. It's probably a refresh thing. Right, because like it refreshes, I don't know, every couple of minutes. I don't know how this thing works. Uh, and so like it hadn't refreshed by the time it started raining. So like it didn't know that it was raining yet. That's probably what it is. I mean, I, I Microsoft doesn't need to explain themselves. Like, <laughs> it doesn't really matter. I don't rely on that for my weather. But, you know, just a thing to point out, I guess. Either way, it is Thursday. September 9th, hopefully being an absolutely amazing day as always. Hopefully the weather's treating you well over there because as I just said, it's not treating as well over here. <laughs> like it wasn't even raining. Like it hadn't even really rained at all today. Really, like it rained last night, a lot last night. There's a lot of uh, flooding damage around uh, the area. Not necessarily like where I live, but uh, a little bit further out towards, where are you going? Like the Woody-ish area? Uh... Like, there was, like, apparently a huge sinkhole that happened because, like, the ground shifted and, and whatnot. And it pretty much, like, opened up and split the road, like, <laughs> like directly in half. And, I mean, it's, it shouldn't be funny, but it's still kind of funny. <laughs> it's a freaking sinkhole, right? Like, like how often, well, I guess they are pretty common, depending where you're at. But those aren't really common over here. Uh, I mean, mostly because, like, Georgia clay is, like, pretty solid once you, like, put, start putting rain on it. Like, once you compact it, it becomes super-duper solid So like... You really don't have that problem of like shifting like soil underneath the roads and whatnot. But hey, I guess with all this rain, things are just getting soluble. All that stuff. It's that global warming stuff, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> it's the source of all our rain problems. Uh, but good thing though that has happened today. My uh, switch came. Not my switch. Well, it's a switch. The USB switch finally freaking came. This is it, it completes the setup. <laughs> it pretty much completes the setup. There's this one small little like two inch square. It's all I needed to really complete the setup, right? Because now I don't have to like plug in or unplug and replug the keyboard into like each machine whenever I want to switch. Now I can just hit a button. It switches over. It feels great, right? And I got that like attached inside of my desk where like the old hard drive used to be. Uh, then I move the hard drive attached to that to like the back of the monitor. Right, so now it's like closer to the Mac, so I can plug directly into the Mac. Uh, because like when I left it plugged into like the hub before, I connected the hub to like that six foot long USB extension cord, plugged it into the computer. Uh, because of that, like the hard drive couldn't draw enough power, so like it just wouldn't work or it wouldn't operate properly. Like, it would plug in, you could open it, but like you couldn't really like write files to it. Also, couldn't really read files. It's like super slow. It's pretty bad. Uh, so I was like, yeah, I can move it to the back of the monitor. Now it's super duper close. Plug it directly into the Mac. It looks great. Also, you can't even see it because behind the monitor. It's a clean setup, man. Cable management. I care about my cable management a lot. So, it looks great. 
only got a couple of like visible cables. I just kind of have to be there because I don't have a choice, which is like my mouse, my keyboard. Maybe I can go wireless. I'm never going to get a wireless mouse. Wireless mice suck. <laughs> I absolutely hate wireless mice. Uh, but yeah, now all I'm waiting for really to like complete, complete the setup is the speaker. I think I talked about it before. I bought it like two days ago. It should come tomorrow, I think. But I got this really cool speaker. It was like on a flash sale uh, on Amazon. So it was like 40% off uh, for a couple of hours. It's like a sound bar. It's like a bar type speaker. Uh, but it has like RGBs in the base on the side of it. It's going like, to fit nicely underneath the monitor. And with the RGBs, it can match to the mouse and keyboard. Everybody got the RGBs. It's just going to be like, ho- like OD, OD gamer stuff. Like <laughs> RGBs everywhere. That's how you got to do it. Uh, but it'll look cool though. I think it'll look cool. Like, it'll really fit in with the, the black and the RGB. It'll look nice. It'll look nice. Uh, but yeah, like, I have to get a speaker because like, this monitor has built-in speakers, right? But they are literally the worst sounding speakers I have ever heard of in like ever heard in my life. Like they're so bad. Like I get it. It's a monitor, it's thin, it doesn't have enough room for it. I, I, I don't get that because like laptops have amazing speakers. Some of them do. And they're pretty thin as well, so you know, there's that. I mean I guess you just want to put the money into get quality speakers. But like these are just garbage, man. Like <laughs> Literally the worst sound quality I've ever heard out of any sound device, right? Like, it sounds like, like, it sounds like the sound is coming from inside of a tin can. And the tin can has some rice in it. So, like, whenever, like, it vibrates, you can hear, like, a little, it's so bad. <laughs> it's just, it's just so, so bad. Because, uh, like, I've been using headphones for, since I got the monitor last Friday. Just making that work, but I really don't like using headphones because then I feel like I can't be aware of my surroundings, right? That's why I got the speaker, right? That comes tomorrow, really, really completes the setup, and it's just gonna be great. <laughs> it's just gonna be great. I mean, there's still like other things I want to change, kind of tweak here and there. I'm just never satisfied, man. <laughs> like, there's always, there's always something else that like I want to do that I could do to make something better. Like, I'm always looking for something else that I could do. To, like make things better, like change things up, dude. I freaking changed my keyboard again. Why well, didn't uh, like change the keyboard? I modded it again. <laughs> I did uh, the tape mod, which is like you put tape, a couple layers. I put like I use electrical tape, like underneath the keyboard, like motherboard, the PCB gives you a nice like a flatter sound. It sounds pretty good. <laughs> like the 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 difference in sound at this point is is I've kind of hit the peak. For what this keyboard can achieve, so like these di- any mod that I do now, like like the the value of it is like diminished, right? Like I've already kind of peaked there. It's so like you can only get like very small return on anything you do. But like, I just want to try it out because like why not? Why not do it? So yeah, I did it. Also, I changed the switch uh, in my spacebar. Not the switch. Yeah, it is a switch. Hey, switch in my, in my space bar. So now I'm back to like the regular full size space bar. Because actually, the problem wasn't even the, stab- the stabilizer. It was the switch. I didn't even know it. I think perhaps I didn't lube that switch. And I thought I did, which is why it sounded so bad. Uh, but no, because the other space bar sounded fine. But yeah, now I got a new switch. Put the switch in there. I didn't even know I had spare switches on me, but I did. And now the keyboard is just nice and gorgeous and great. And I'm going to find something else that I could possibly change. Like, I've been changing keycaps, like, here and there. It's, <laughs> I don't know why. I literally just cannot stop changing stuff. 
Like, I can never be done with something. Like, it's, nothing's ever just like, okay, I'm done. Right? It's like, okay, I'm done for now. But something else is inevitably going to happen. I'm inevitably going to find something else I can change to make it better or to just test something out. Like, this is everything. <laughs> I mean, that's how this head of got to how it is and how anyways. It's just like constantly want to like upgrade and add new things and just do cool stuff. I guess you could say. Yeah. But man, I love the setup now, though. It's great. <laughs> like, I was thinking about it, though. It's like, when uh, eventually I move, because I'm not going to stay here forever, unless, like, my parents want to give me the house and move away. That'd be great. But I doubt that's going to happen. <laughs> Highly doubt that would happen. Uh, but yeah, like, when I move out, like, it's going to be such a pain, man. Like, there's so many... There's just so much stuff in my room, like technology-wise. It's like all interconnected now. There's so many cables everywhere, and yes, like like I said, like I'm, I'm huge on cable management, but that's the problem. Like cable management takes time, right? It's like really set it up right, get the zip ties going, get the the Velcro straps going, get everything like moving where it should move, and all that, all that stuff. Like it takes time, right? And like, what's a time saver now is that once you do like the big bulk of it. Whenever you add something new, you just like, you know, kind of weave it into your system of cables and cable management. But if I were to move or whenever I do move, I would have to start from scratch again, like doing all the cables in whatever new place that I'm at. Because, of course, that's going to change the way you manage the cables, right? Because like, I got stuff connected like to the desk and to like sides of drawers. Like, it's just, it, it's, it's, a, it's an ecosystem, all right? My bedroom is an ecosystem and so i'm gonna have to like lift my ecosystem up and put it somewhere else <laughs> but like dude when i whenever i do eventually move and i can get and i'm just gonna replace like all the lights every single light <laughs> in my house or apartment or whatever with philip hughes lights or philip hue lights which is how i have my room set up right now because I never use the like the actual built-in lights in my room. Only the Philip Hue lights that I have around my room. Dude, I'm going to set up the entire house that way. <laughs> of course, group them up to like certain rooms, you know, bedroom, kitchen, that type of stuff. And just have the whole house just just be controlled like that with the lights. That would be such a, a nice, <laughs> a nice, nice, clean system. To have going i just know that would take a long time to to set up because just setting up my room i only have four lights in my room just doing that one it's kind of a bit of a to take a second to get that one going god it's gonna be tough <laughs> i guess i got time though depending presumably i have time we'll see either way let's hop into this episode so the labor shortage has been like a real huge problem in the U.S. ever since the pandemic started. Because uh, like once people like started getting laid off, like they simply just didn't want to go back to the same crappy jobs they were working before. And of course, you know that results in just about every hourly paid job having hundreds of unfilled positions. Right, and this could pretty much be seen everywhere. Right? If you just go to any restaurant or store, just about. Like, they would have uh, a now hiring sign out front or somewhere. <laughs> uh, and, like, you know, even restaurants have begun to, like, 
close early, right? Because they don't have enough people to cover shifts or like the wait is so long because, you know, they're understaffed, right? And they can't keep up with the demand. And, you know, my opinions like on this whole thing can kind of be summarized or idealized, I guess you could say, with my beef with tipping, right? Like tipping at restaurants, right? It's like I've worked in positions that rely on tips. So when I worked at Sonic, yeah, I was a car hop, right? I was a car hop for uh, for a solid minute. And car hops are considered in the same category as waiters in like a regular restaurant, right? So we only get half of minimum wage and then the rest was supposed to be supplemented by tips, except it's freaking Sonic. Like, <laughs> it, it's, it's not a full-on restaurant. So almost nobody tips. And I think I've talked about this before about how like I got around, you know, that whole process, I guess, of essentially getting scammed <laughs> out of my money. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I talked about that like, in an episode a while back. Uh, but therein lies the problem, right? Tipping is a choice given to the customer, as, as it should be, right? It, it should be the customer's choice to go above and beyond what was required to pay for the meal, right? That makes sense, right? What doesn't make sense is the fact that a waiter has to rely on that decision, right? They have to rely on the decisions of customers in order to survive, right? Like the tip should be a bonus on top of your wages, right? Not supplementing your lack of wages, Okay, the customer is not the employer. So why does the waiter have to rely on the customer to cut their checks? I guess not how this should work. Right? Whether or not uh, a customer tips, like that shouldn't determine if, if the waiter should be able to I don't know, put gas in their car to get home. Right? Like being a waiter is already a crappy job. Right? Since you have to deal with people, and not just any group of people, you're dealing with hungry people. Okay, that is the absolute worst. <laughs> I've worked in the food industry my entire life up to this point, so I know what it's like dealing with hungry people. Okay, but on top of that, you're dealing with these people and then you're barely making any money doing it. Okay, so like why would anyone want to do that if given the option not to? Okay, and this results in what is currently going on with what we are calling the labor crisis or the labor shortage, right? So like what I said about waiters and, and, that, and that little anecdote there, like it, it applies to essentially just about every other hourly paid job, right? Because the pay simply isn't there, right? And it's not worth what they do pay you to deal with all the stuff that you would have to deal with when it comes to, you know, customer service jobs, right? Like the horror stories are plentiful. Right? I mean, I shared plenty of my own horror stories of working in the food industry and working customer service, right? And, you know, it, it, it's, it's logical that people don't want to go through that for the money being offered, Right? But it also makes sense that people would be more willing to go through that if they were getting paid more money. Right? This is why you see so many people advocating for the increase in the minimum wage, like a solution to all of this. And also, you know, just as a solution to not paying people enough for the work that they have to do. 
right? And this is why companies don't want to do this because I've said it plenty of times at this point. So if you've listened to the podcast, like for at least a month, you've probably heard me say this a number of times, right? But that is the point of a company is to make money, right? The more money you are making, the better your company is or the better your company is considered, right? The best way to make money or pretty much the only way to make money (laughs) uh, is to keep your expenses low, keep your income high, right? That's how you boost your profit margins, right? And so one of the most expensive parts about running a company is the human capital aspect of it. It's the employees because they are a constant source of expenses, when it comes to machines, right, it, it's usually one large expense at the beginning and then, you know, smaller expenses here and there later on in terms of maintenance, you know, fixing stuff up, regular maintenance type of stuff, right? But with the employees, they have to be paid essentially constantly, right? So the best you can do is to reduce the amount they're getting paid, which is why the minimum wage exists in the first place, right? Because without a federal minimum wage, most companies would try their hardest to pay their employees close to nothing, right? Because that is the best way to increase park profits. But like, of course, legally, they can't do that. <laughs> so, you know, they, they, they don't. But in terms of what they can do legally, they will do whatever, like, they, they will use any weapon in their arsenal, do anything in their power. To make sure the minimum wage does not increase, right? Because if it does, it'll bite to their bottom line, right? And this is the problem that like most of us have, right? At least most of the problem most of us have with, you know, these these kind of uh, conglomerates, I guess you can say. Uh, like the problem is we assign human qualities these huge organizations, these huge companies, like I said, these conglomerates, right? They aren't human. They don't care about you as an employee. All they care about are increasing their profits, right? Because they are a business. That is their job. You are simply an expense, right? So like, you shouldn't fall in the trap of thinking otherwise, because that's exactly how they play you. That's how they get you uh, to you know do more work and not pay you for the amount of work that you're doing, right? They'll just keep adding more and more and more and more work, and they'll bait you in saying like, "Oh yes, you're doing this because we know that you're capable of handling it, and we want you to prepare, we want to prepare you for, uh, for like for a higher position, right?" But then two years later, your workload is still increasing. But your job title remains the same. Therefore, your pay remains the same, right? The goal of the company is to get as much production out of their human capital as possible for the least amount of expenses, right? It is the same reason they will push you to work as much as possible right up until you're about to get to overtime, right? And then once you're about up to overtime, they won't let you work anymore, at least until it resets. So that way they won't have to pay a time and a half right? It's all about profits. It's all about greed, right? And this is why these huge companies have been 
What's the word I'm looking for? Lobbying. Yeah. Having lobbying against uh, an increase in the minimum wage and like lobbying against unionization, right? Despite the fact that these companies make so much money in terms of profits that they could afford to pay their employees more. But, you know, if they did that, instead of making $500 billion in profits, they may only make $490 billion. And those $10 billion extra in profits will now go to these lowly employees instead of going to the executives as a bonus, right? And they're doing everything in their power to make sure that that does not happen. And, you know, you, you, you see the, what do you call them, economists, uh, financial advisors, whatever you want to call them, we'll call them economists for, for, simplicity, for simplicity's sake, <laughs> But, you know, you, you see these economists, uh, you know, they, they pop up on the news and they're saying that uh, if you increase the minimum wage, right, that would ruin the economy. right? And, and Now, bear in mind, I am no expert when it comes to economics, right? I don't have a degree in economics, nor do I work for a hedge fund, a hedge fund, as <laughs> a hedge fund. Yeah, I don't work for a hedge fund. You know, I don't do cocaine off of the butt cheeks of strippers, so yeah, I, I'm not too deep in economics, right? But logically speaking, that claim doesn't add up, right? Because firstly, the increase in wages isn't coming from the government, right? It's coming from the employer, so it's not like the treasury has to start printing more money. If they print more money, then you have to deal with inflation, which would then ruin the economy. But they're not doing that, right? It's coming from the employer, not the treasury. And of course, once again, not an expert. Could be wrong on that. But from the knowledge I do have, that's how that works, right? And on top of that, though, if people are getting paid more, then they would have more money to spend, Right. They would be able to not have to only prioritize needs, but they would have money on the side for once. Right. And when you are now spending money on once and you're putting money back into the economy, that therefore boosts the economy. Right. As people spend more, there's more money in circulation, there's more money going back uh, into the system. Right. So people would now have enough money to be able to, I don't know, put money aside to save up for a house, right? That would increase that sector of the economy. People would have money on hand to invest in the stock market. That would boost that sector of the economy, right? To make this even better, right, in, in, in terms of the government, if you look at it from the government's perspective, since people are making more money, that means there is more money being collected through taxes, Right. And that money would then go to upgrading infrastructure and being put into schools and a bunch of other things that we don't know about. And they don't get told about because we probably wouldn't approve of them. But who cares? Right. The government would now have more money to put towards those things as well. So it's clear why these companies are trying so hard to make sure it doesn't happen. Right. Because in the event that this does happen, the event that the minimum wage does get increased, Literally everyone in the country benefits, including the government. <laughs> the only people that are losing in this uh, this trade agreement would be the companies themselves, right? Since they would have to pay more uh, to their employees, right? Although for most of the companies, 
you know, th- th- this would barely put a dent in their bottom line, right? And then, of course, you know, they try to sell, you know, that whole mom and pop shop idea. Like, you know, oh, if you raise the minimum wage, mom and pop shops, uh, they won't be able to afford to pay their employees, right? But here's the thing. Mom and pop shops aren't big enough to require enough employees to make this a problem. <laughs> this is also why uh, mom and pop shops already pay their employees more than most of these, you know, big companies. Because, you know, the, these these smaller, you know, personal companies, these are the kind of places where the employer, most of the time at least, genuinely cares about their employees, right? Since, you know, they are more likely working closer with these people. They're more likely working directly with these people as they run their business. So, you know, I I, I don't think they would really have a problem paying them more as, you know, they already kind of do. (laughs) And of course, as their business makes more money, they usually most of the time pay their employees more, right? Once again, because they have one, less employees, and two, they have a more interpersonal connection with the people that are working for them, right? So so, so that whole argument, in my opinion at least, is, is very invalid, right? So all I can find to be the reason as to why these companies don't want this to happen is simply because they are the only ones who would somewhat lose out, right? Besides the fact that they aren't even losing much. And like, the, the, the craziest part about all of this is that while they are actively lobbying against an increase in the minimum wage, they are still currently begging people to come work for them. Like that, 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 that's so it's like it's like ironic, I guess you could say. I guess that's a good word for it. It's ironic, right? Because why would anyone want to come work for you when you were actively trying to ensure that they can't make a living wage? Right? It shouldn't surprise you that you were so short-staffed. Right? And of course, along with this, you have people that they, they, they agree with this BS. You know, like they're, they're being fed this uh, by either news or, you know, when these stupid freaking economists pop up on the news, they're being paid by these companies to come spread this type of stuff to, you know, convince the, uh, the masses that these companies are in the right. Right, you know, people watch that stuff. They consume it. They believe it because hey, it's on the news, so they must be correct. They must be true, right? And it's like, yeah, I feel people who that that do agree with this, right? That, that wholeheartedly agree, like, oh yeah, we should not increase the minimum wage, right? I feel like those people have probably never worked an hourly paid customer service kind of job, right? Or they haven't worked one in a long time, so like they're far removed from like how things currently are. Because if not, they would probably be 100% behind this. It's one of those things where it's like, I don't support it because it doesn't affect me type deal, right? Like, if, if you're not in that sector, you're like, okay, I, I, do, well, I don't support it because it just doesn't sound good, right? But it doesn't affect me, so I don't care, right? It, it, it's, 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 it's such a dumb way of handling politics like or not even just politics just handling the situation in general right like instead of worrying about whether you were actually in that position why don't you just try to put yourself in that position right just imagine what it's like being in that position 
right? And like, like one thing I hear being said from like, you know, people in this group is that, you know, people shouldn't be relying on these jobs for a living wage anyways, right? Like they, they should work on getting real careers instead of complaining about this minor job, right? The, 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 the crazy thing is, that's exactly what's happening, right? Like people are no longer willing to work those jobs and rather instead focus on building their careers because those jobs aren't paying enough. And now the same people who are saying that these workers should stop complaining are the ones complaining, right? Because now the lines at restaurants are too long, right? Or, or the restaurant has to close early because they're short-staffed, right? This is exactly what you wanted. They are doing exactly what you said they should do. And now you have a problem with it because it negatively affects you, right? Like, you have to understand, man, when you go to a restaurant, you know, sit down restaurant or a fast food restaurant, it doesn't matter. The people working there are doing you a service, not the other way around. It, 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 even above and beyond restaurants, any customer service job in general, whereas working at, at a grocery store or a gas, anything that has to deal with helping out people or providing a service for people, they are helping you right? You are not helping them. Whether you come to the restaurant or you don't come to the restaurant doesn't change how much the people get paid, right? But whether these people come to work or they don't come to work can change whether or not you are getting your food. <laughs> so you got to understand the, the value of these people. And yet, you dehumanize them, right? And you expect them to continue to serve you with a smile. And many times they still do. And yet you still treat them as if they are beneath you, right? When all they're trying to do is help you. It's like if, if, if we just saw people as people, right? And not as, uh, as a server, right? Or as an expense, right? Or as whatever label you want to put on that, if you just saw them as people, right, then this probably wouldn't even be an issue, right? We wouldn't think twice about doing the right thing because that'd just be doing the right thing for another human being, right? And granted, of course, this, this depends on whether or not you're like, you know, a genuinely good person. I'm assuming that, you know, if you saw them as actual humans, then perhaps, you know, that would change your dirty little heart, but... If you're a crappy person already, I, I don't think that would change anything because you probably don't even care. <laughs> even if you saw them as humans, you would find another reason to discredit them. So, you know, just bro, people, man, like <laughs> it's just it's just it's it's so it's so dumb, man. It's just it's 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 frustrating, right? It's frustrating to see how we just how we treat other human beings. Right. Because it's like if, if, if we just started treating people like how we would want to be treated. The, the world would be such a such a better place, you know, but it's like it's like it's like you know, cause this goes beyond just customer service employees. Right. But just people who are different from us in general, people who. Who, who, who may not be as educated as us, right? People who may not be as, as fortunate or as well off as us, right? Everything 
like everyone has in common is the fact that we are a living human being. And yet we try so hard to figure out different ways to dehumanize other people just so we can lift ourselves up, right? And we will find any way possible to justify it and we'll call it grace. When in reality, behind it all, behind all of this, behind behind just prejudice between you know different classes of people, behind the reason why companies are lobbying to make sure the minimum wage doesn't increase, uh, the the reality behind why people uh, speak down on service workers, the reality behind all of that is simply just pride and greed. But if you like this episode, enjoy the podcast, give it a like, give it a follow, give it a rating, all that good jazz, let me know. That said, of course, if you do like it, share it with your friends, because good friends give friends good things, and you want to be a good friend, so give your friend a good thing. If you want to follow, you want to follow me on social media, it is at God that I have on the NDs, and as always, 8 a.m. Eastern, same time, same place, every single day. We got that established. Okay. Hope you have an absolutely amazing day. Plenty of water, stay hydrated, stay safe. Let the weather's looking a little risky around where you are. Be careful, be smart, all that good jazz. And I will see you tomorrow.